0: you're listening to the bomb bad generals general Oh.
1: hello welcome to the bomb bad generals it's Seth I'm here with Matt uh, hello, thanks so welcome. much for listening all of our faithful followers/ listeners or you're watching on YouTube we're just we're just glad you're tuning in uh, today we got a really cool episode talking about kill points uh, before us, but first, before we talk about that, uh, we want to touch base on something that was just released this past week, uh, mm-hmm. and that was Tempest Force. Yeah. Um
0: revealed between recording and releasing of the last episode, so a little bit late. But that just means yes. our takes are better than everyone it is. else.
1: It's true. Yeah. it's true. It's true. Matt, tell us what is. Let's just we'll just dive right in. Won't waste any waste yeah. time. What is Tempest yeah, Force? So tell us we, about
0: it. People are probably pretty familiar, but we'll just kind of give a quick outline. Um, it has some funky suppression rules, vehicles. It's, it's very vehicle-centric. So you can take up to three heavies. You can take up to three supports. You only have to take one core, two special forces as the minimum. Uh, you can do up to six special forces if you want. And it has its own command cards, and it has a unique... Uh, A-T-S-T, which has the, sp- the special issue keyword, which is same as the hr So it can only be taken in Tempest Force. So it's a very, there's kind of two builds, I think, or, or three kind of builds, the way you look at it. I think there's like heavy snipers, because you don't have to take any vehicles. You could just take, you can take up to six special forces. So you could just go full aggro, six full scouts with sniper rifles, press W key. They've got scout three. So yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's that'll get you in there. Um and then you know, you can also sit back and like do the high velocity stuff if you want against clones. Um I think it was Kyle when I was talking to made a decent point though that sniping wise, if you're purely sniping with six snipers, it sounds like a lot. I haven't run the numbers, but I don't think it's actually I think his point was, is it really that much more than Iden, Inferno, and two snipers? And my guess is probably it's not much better, honestly. I don't think um, so. Because they've got dice fixing and, and all that, so that's one approach. Very aggro W key. Uh, then you've got like an ATST bikes mix, I think, is is another approach. So the the big thing there compared to Remnant is that you can take three bikes, which really helps for stuff like Bombing Run. Uh Bombing Run specifically, I would say. Remnant can only take two, so it's a bit awkward. It doesn't have a really good third bombing run unit. This one does. You can do three bikes, or you can put bombs on ATSTs. Um, I think that one, Bikes with Scout 2, is pretty interesting, but I don't know if it does that better than Blizzard, which can also take an ATST and get four bikes. It's tough. I'd have to see, you know. Um, I could see an argument for either one, and then I think the the big one is spamming ATSTs. So two, three, Damn. even ATSTs with Scout two. I think probably the play is slap the grenade launcher on there and get those blast shots. Um, they're pretty low activation count. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into the meat of it. I don't <laughs> think it's as good as Double Darks was, but I think it constrains list building in a similar way right? Yeah. You know, like, that's a high bar of what Double Darks was and I don't think, when, when the comparisons are flying around, I don't think people are saying oh, this is just as bad as Double Darks.
1: No, no, but no. But it
0: creates the same situation in a couple ways where, like, I need to bring a crap ton of impact or else I'm just gonna get hosed in this matchup. You know, we were talking beforehand, there's a whole bunch of lists. You know, before you could kinda say, hey, maybe I'll dodge the Dark Trooper matchup. Now that you've got darks and potentially triple ATST, I feel like you you can't do that though. Maybe yeah, all the dark are... trooper. Maybe maybe the do you think the dark trooper list go away? Because this kind of hard counters darks. Uh,
1: maybe. I mean, people still. I mean, they're cool models that people still like to see on the table and everything. So um, not as
0: cool as ATSTs though.
1: I mean, eh. no, but I don't know. I still think darks. Um, at least, maybe I'll have to give it like a few months or so. Yeah, but I think people will still be on the dark train for a hot minute.
0: Yeah, so because you're still getting big dice pools with blast, you get hidden double activations, a lot of armor.
1: still really good with objectives. Um, yeah, a lot of dice. So yeah,
0: it, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like tempest, big dice pools with blast. Hidden behind armor, it does a few things different than dark lists in that, you know, it can do something like bombing run a bit better. I'd say because the ATSTs yeah. can can really fly. Don't scout if you're playing bombing run. Don't use scout because you have to be inside your deployment zone. Yes. But um, it also has like a LOS blocking wall because of vehicle rules. Mm-hmm. It's probably a little bit more mobile. In a sense of like just speed wise, and can go over things and see over things.
1: Yeah, it's really but, like the great thing about ATSTs is that like depending on the table, like you don't really care.
0: Yeah, because like
1: if it's an open table, you love it. If it's a closer table, you can just walk over it like a more compact table.
0: Mm-hmm. And dark troopers are kind of like that. The thing is, ATSTs can get kind of screwed if there might only be so many lanes, and you know, one ATST yeah. can be kind of hard to to pilot three of them could just be too much so you know that might be something keeping it in line but the other way that it really skews list building in my opinion is that you know similar to darks it's basically white saves feel really bad you know if you're walking up like double rainbow you know if we're saying the grenade launcher Mm
1: -hmm. you're
0: getting double rainbow plus two black with arsenal two which is on average i think that averages out to exactly like five hits I think so. In the pre-aim, so let's say maybe six hits. Uh, If that's into like a white save squad, that's four guys down. That's most of your squad, maybe your heavy. Mm -hmm. You're doing that into a a clone squad with surges, that's two dudes. You know, that's further if further. We were already moving to a spot where it's like a lot of empire, a lot of clones. And a big part of that was you got to just lean on good saves. A lot of good saves. And I think... The problem with Tempest is it pushes things farther in that direction.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've said this a lot before. Is like defensive tech is like still pretty good. The problem now is that like a lot of defensive tech doesn't have a lot of anti-armor. So it's like...
0: Clothes can though. Clothes can.
1: If you take like Anakin Barrier, like... Then you
0: you can fit like a couple RPSs, but you just go like Anakin saber throw. You still have red surging saves. You've still got guardian with boil if you want it. Medics who can also shoot. It's it's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. Yeah,
1: it's just not as like if you're going more defensive tech like with Force Barrier Anakin, you can't get the saber throw fire support on an ATST. Wow, so that's like the unfortunate. Yeah, I mean that's like uh, it's
0: not like rebel like. Even if Luke DLTs was still a thing, like, yeah. that style of defensive tech is not enough these days. Oh, it hasn't yeah, no, been for a while, all. and this perpetuates that. Mm-hmm. Who cares if you have... Even pikes, honestly. It's like, okay, maybe have a couple dodges. First guy will take care of some dodges and some pikes. Next guy will finish off the squad, and, and that's yeah. that.
1: And then right. what? Impact one for each of their weapons. You're probably, like, yeah, not four enough. or five.
0: Not enough. Not that anyone's crying about, you know pikes or anything but no no look how far we've come in just a year <laughs> wow not, so, not even a year but yeah I uh, pretty much pretty much like a little a little more than a year i think, yeah, I think it was lso like... last year that i was running the pike mm-hmm. spam and they were starting to take off but yeah i'm not thrilled by seeing tempest um honestly <laughs> it doesn't it feels like it restricts things in a game that was already kind of feeling restrictive on a competitive level Um, so that has me a bit down if I'm being honest but on the bright side gameplay wise aside for getting people into the game seeing tables with like multiple ATSTs on them that's cool right like that will get people stopping and taking a look at the table that just other units won't do and I think, like,
1: that's same with Ewoks. I know, like, at are a lot bigger, but, like, if you see, like, a ton of Ewoks, like, I think there's, like, I don't know how many models there are. I think it's, like, over 40 models of Ewoks that you'll just have. Like, people will stop. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool yeah. to see at, like, a local game store night.
0: ATSTs, it's, like, across the store. I mean, yeah. People will be like, yeah, for sure. Damn, what's going on there? That's really cool. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's the perk I'm seeing. And that's just another reason to... Play games in store. I'm a and, big proponent yes. <laughs> of this. I know some. <clears throat> sometimes it's not always possible, but when it's like, hey, we can go over to this person's house and play some games versus we both go to the store and play some mm-hmm. games. I'm always a big proponent of go to the store. It makes people know there's a community. It gets people interested, asking questions, all of that. Uh, it just makes everything a lot more accessible. So it does. That's my community building PSA for tonight. But anything else you want? I talked a lot about Tempest, Seth. Anything you want to add on there?
1: I do like how there's like a whole new unit, Major Varquad.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good old Varkwad. Empire getting all the new, oh, all the man. new cool stuff in their battle forces. What do you know? But not
1: just that, but they also got three new command cards along with mm-hmm. that unit. So I was like, yeah, that's that's really cool to see. Like, like we're seeing new print and play. Like, um characters that they're adding hopefully we can also see that in other factions as well Mm. um but other than that like it's uh, i'm not excited to play against it because triple armor i don't recommend the the spamming of scout troopers um because i think aggro white saves are tough
0: yeah yeah
1: so black suns just do it better um yeah,
0: <laughs> um, I would agree there. Uh,
1: uh, other than that, and I think I think I think it's a I think it's I like it I like I like how we're seeing more battle forces. Um, I
0: I think it's just all goes back to armor is a very problematic keyword in legion. It is. And for a long it time, it didn't really matter because the units with armor were bad. Mm-hmm. Now that we have good units with full armor, we're seeing more how like armor is just like a a. a not a great keyword from a game balance well i
1: think like atst like let's say if you're running like a single atst or even double atst outside of tempest it's not like mm-hmm. oh this is really crazy you would see that a lot like rare um because the atst is not still like i don't think it's a great unit still yeah. but it's spamming of the full army
0: you've got six command you know if you're taking Marquand, you've got six command cards that can mm-hmm. buff it mark wand has direct to another vehicle so you can constantly get an order on your other atst and trigger lta on it Yep. um so there's it's got a lot going for it yeah um Uh, yeah yeah
1: because they still have like i think the empire still has the best vehicle like command card has been down um not including the tempest force
0: Oh, Um, no. Empire has the best of something. What do you know? Oh, my gosh. What do you know? The rich are getting richer with this Tempest Force. The rich are... Hot take. Where is Tempest Force in the rank of all battle forces currently? On first glance.
1: First glance, post-nerf to Blizzard Blizzard. Force? Oh, man. (laughs) I probably... Honestly, I may rank it, like, one like between one and two, Mm -hmm. mainly because it restricts your opponent's like list building. Yeah. Uh, And like your opponent needs to have something to deal with your list in order to take it down where like other battle, battle forces, you most lists can be flexible and can deal with the other battle forces. But like if you're not doing... If you don't have impact, like, it's really tough. Like, you can play the objective and everything, but, like, it's really tough to play an objective against three ATSDs.
0: You're not sitting at home being like, man, I need to have a plan of how to counter 501st or how to counter um, Echo Base specifically. Those are, like, decent battle forces, but they don't skew things. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
0: like, so, yeah, I mean, it might be. it's, It's much too early to tell. And we're going to need to give... Maybe the best version isn't triple ATST. Maybe it's double with three bikes and some scouts. Who knows? But I think the potential is definitely there. And we'll just have to... We'll see what the community comes up with. And we'll definitely keep an eye on that this weekend even at LSO. But already, like, it's been out for, what, like a week and a half? Two weeks? And it's already showing up at Store Champs, doing well at those store champs. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe that that's just shiny new and people get used to it, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
1: We'll see if anyone brings that LSO and see what happens. Mm Um I'd be I'd be I'd be like props to you if you bring Tempest Force to LSO.
0: Like honestly. Be Mm -hmm. super cool to see Okay, well that's it for segment (laughs) one I guess. Tempest Force (laughs) <laughs> says us. <laughs> uh, that's the official stance of uh, the Bombad Generals. But now, the the fun segment that we, I think uh, we're both looking forward to, another 101, Kill Points 101. A bit more of an intricate one that yeah. uh, really influences how games actually play out at the competitive level. Yes. But maybe not as obvious at first glance. So, do you want to get started, Seth? What's... Yes, we'll get started.
1: We will get started right after this break.
0: Math, chemistry, and the performing arts. These are all classes that don't help you at all once you leave university. Hi, I'm Matt Bronson. I have an engineering degree, but my knowledge of vector calculus has done absolutely nothing for me in the five years since I took that course. What do I wish I took? Legion studies. That's why the Bombad Generals have an exciting announcement. We're building off our Legion 101 series and making a full program out of it, partnering with the prestigious University of Phoenix. Seth's Discord handle is Degree, and now he can give you a degree, a Bachelor of Arts in Applied Legion Tactics. This is definitely not a scam. Call today to get an education in something useful. The Bombay Generals are not actually affiliated with the University of Phoenix, please don't sue us.
1: Welcome bat. Welcome Welcome back. back. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Matt, we're talking about kill points. First Mm -hmm. things first, what are kill points? Kill points.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so kill points, when you fully defeat a unit, so there's no more minis left of it on the board, you get the cost of that base unit plus all of the attached upgrades. Whether they were expended or not, they all count towards the end. So, you know, if you've got a 220-point Luke Skywalker and you kill him, you get 220 kill points plus whatever else. If you have a rebel trooper who gets away on just the unit leader left, you get nothing. So that's what kill points are. It's okay. the tie. It's it's one of the tiebreakers after basically, a su- after um, victory points. So if you're mm-hmm. tied on victory points, you go to kill points, and whoever killed more wins the game.
1: Yes, kill points also. Um, is a tiebreaker when it comes to tournaments
0: yes eventually but I'd say for the most part it's not too worth thinking about that because SOS it's rare especially in the big events that SOS is going to be tied mm-hmm. and hopefully in the big tournaments uh, tiebreakers don't matter but yeah. sometimes they do
1: but it it no longer goes SOS to extended SOS it's just SOS to kill points yeah so Correct. it's still the next point Kill points matter more than victory points, mm-hmm. just in the overall grand scheme of things whenever you're playing in a tournament.
0: Yeah, and in a tournament, it's the difference doesn't matter for the tiebreaker. It's just, I if I kill 700 points and lose mm-hmm. 600 in a game, that's better for my tiebreakers in the tournament than if I killed 300 and lost nothing. Wow. So in yeah. that way, it kind of encourages aggressive play, but at the end of the day, just try to win the game first and foremost. Yeah, and don't for worry sure. about tiebreakers.
1: Yeah, just as long just, yeah, with the game. I think that's a, just win, just win. If I you just win a every problem. game,
0: then you all have to worry about tiebreakers most of the time. Yeah, exactly. If there's enough rounds.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that'd be that would be fun.
0: Um, okay.
1: Um so question, when it comes yes. to kill points, um obviously things matter like with your bid. Um does it does it does it help to have like Does it help to have a bigger bid or like a smaller bid when it comes to kill points?
0: When it comes to kill points, so this is one of the big changes in the CRB. So I would have honestly liked it if they had said uh, your bid counts as kill points already. Like if I bid seven, you would start with seven kill points. That's not the way it is, unfortunately. But it does say if kill points are tied at the end of the game, whoever had an army with essentially less bid, so closer to 800 points they win the game so this if i bring 790 and seth brings 800 when the game starts seth is winning if we Mm. if we just sit there for two and a half hours and then say hey gg nothing happened seth wins because he brought more points in the game um now how does this relate to kill points it relates to it because that means in this game, the impetus is on me to make something happen. Because the status quo does not favor me in this scenario. Mm. Um before it was blue player would win ties, which would often be the person who had more bid. So this switched everything around. Um which had big impacts on it, it really a did. lot of objectives. <laughs> and and is not great because a lot of the Objectives were. That's my problem with the change, not the change itself, but that all the de- objectives are still kind of designed assuming that blue player wins ties. Because now, if you bid and you have v- moisture evaporators in your deck, you have to go and kill stuff, and you're giving a big advantage to your opponent in that they can just play more defensively and, and whatnot. So that's where kill points really comes into play. It determines. Who is? Because a lot of games tie on victory points. Even games like Intercept tie on victory points a lot. Key positions, even though it's an odd number of things. Even Recover can tie on victory points. So it's really important. see that a lot. Yeah, it's really important who is up. Or, you know, Breakthrough. We both have Mm -hmm. 10 activations. We could Toilet Bowl. And just our armies are two ships passing in the night. But then one of us is going to be really sad because whoever didn't kill anything whoever had more whoever had more bid is going to lose if we don't do anything so it determines who has to do something more so than the other player
1: yeah i remember playing a game where uh it's, it was a local and it was also most of the local players they just like love like they just They love rolling dice, so you just always at range three and we were playing a game of sabotage and I was 800 or I had the uh, lower bid, but higher number of points, and uh, I just pulled my forces completely back, tapped my VAPs and was just like, you have to kill me in order to win. And that really forced my opponent to be aggressive. Um, And when you're forcing your opponent to be aggressive, they will tend to make a mistake um, more frequently. Because they have to then take the risks to yeah. kill the kill it, and so that's a that's a big advantage. That when it, being the red player or the not just the red player, the but less the player, player, yeah, the less bid player um, in the in the game.
0: Generally speaking, it's good to be the defensive player in Legion yeah. for a lot of lists. You know, there's certain lists where you're not, but it's good to be defensive because you have to take less risks. It's easier to stay compact and trade more favorably but on the flip side what you don't want to happen is play so defensively that if you Mm -hmm. do lose something you cannot come back because as soon as something dies even if it's a 40 point mortar you're you now are behind because you are less kill points and vaps again is a great example because it's often very hard to, to tap someone's vaps we're playing vaps i play super defensively you kill my mortar. Now I have to mm-hmm. go kill something of yours of greater value or equal value. Um, yeah. So I think that for me informs a lot of my game decisions. And we when we talk about like trading up or like trading value, that's kind of what we're talking about. Because a lot of the decisions I'm making in the game will be, for example, hey, I can maybe move this sniper more aggressively to try to knock out your mortar. Is that a favorable trade? If I kill your Mortar, which is 40 points, and lose my Sniper, which is 48, that doesn't really help me, right? So that's a situation where maybe I want to play a little more uh, conservatively because I can't afford to do that. Or, you know, that's one of the good things about CIS. They can lose a unit of B1s and trade that for a unit of Rebel Veterans and they're trading up. They are ahead on the kill points there because what they've lost is less valuable than what they've killed. So I'd say that's, I don't i, I want to speak for you, but I'm thinking about that all the time during the game. Oh, for
1: sure, yeah. And I think you should be. Like when you get to the higher competitive levels, you're always thinking about um, trading off. That's why I love like, Barks like on bombing run because a lot of the times, whenever you're diving, especially early in the game, like with your bikes to like drop the bombs off, especially if you want to drop the bombs off in the army, uh, you're trading bikes and like the barks are like a lot cheaper than your uh, other all the other bikes, or I should mm-hmm. say the Empire bikes. Um, yeah. So that's like, I, I like that's why I like barks is because I'm always trading lower. Uh, Or I'm trading up, as what we say. Yeah, Um, if if you
0: both lose all of your bikes, let's say, or two bikes each, you're ahead. Yeah. For sure. And I think for me, that's why, you know, in, in big tournaments especially, you get the printouts of your opponent's lists. I always keep mine of my opponents with me the entire game because I want to reference back. Like, okay, their core are 80 points. Okay, mine are 90. So... I need to make sure that if I'm trading I'm not doing a one-for-one one trade mm. because that's going to turn out poorly for me yeah um, I'd say that's the number one thing and it, and it can happen in list building too right if and and some of that's a bit of a meta read so depending how meta some units are you can kind of know like hey what's what's the at what's the value that I'm seeing um maybe a lot of clone squads are kind of coming in at that 90 ish mark these days so sure i can trick out a unit to be 105 points but you know with this upgrade and that upgrade and fives or whatever but at the end of the day that's going to be a squad that i can't afford to trade one for one with pretty much any other squad in the game yeah That was actually like
1: my next question. mm -hmm, Yeah. Is like, do you try, like when list building, do you try to distribute your kill points like evenly between your uh, army? Um, Of course you'll have like your higher hitter units Mm -hmm. that are more expensive, um, but like your, your meat of your army, like do you try to be consistent there?
0: Yeah, I would much rather have a lot of units coming in at that like 80 to 90 mark, rather than having some in the hundreds and then some in like the 60s, just because of that exact reason, you know, you want to know about what the threshold is where you're going to trade favorably. Um, and that's again why something like pikes were good because at 80 points, they were usually trading up. And that's why something like Mandos, I'm still very worried about because they come in at 100, 110, 120 kind of points range. and. You basically cannot trade one unit of Mandos for anything else in the game. Unless it's a hero, right? Heroes are going to be... But even then, some are less than that. Sure. Um, but, you, you know, if, if you get, like, a Luke or a, or a, any Jedi, anything like that, you're going to be doing Waller Boba. Um, and this is actually interesting that we're talking about Dark Troopers because maybe maybe it's just me you know people talk about oh dart troopers kill so much blah 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 and and they do they did but even before i didn't find especially against like really good opponents i didn't find that they would actually be ahead on kill points as often as you would think because they are so darn expensive because i run them six man So it's 200. It was 220 and it's now 226 or so, I think. Something. Um, Something like that. It's very expensive. It's more than like Yoda right now. Yeah. And usually in a darks game, you would lose one dark trooper. To make up for 220 points worth of killing, you have to wipe out so many enemies. Yeah,
1: that like, if you're do- hitting like that 80 mark, you're, that's like three units right there. That that's one like dark three units. And then yeah. if
0: you also lost like a naked shore or a mortar, that's just more and more and more. And again, as we said at the top, it's very easy for that one extra dude to get away. You know, that guy's not gonna contribute to scoring if a lone unit leader runs away. And before it was easier to fit in like a Boba Fett who could chase down those unit leaders. But in a lot of lists, because of the points crunch now, Dark Troopers don't have that. They trade even less favorably, and it can be really tough to chase down that lone survivor. Or it can feel really bad shooting at that when maybe for objectives or whatnot you want to shoot someone else. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that's something to be aware of with these big expensive units when they're probably going to die jedi it's like hey if they die i probably lose the game anyways and that's a big part of it it's really hard to recoup those points costs darks you kind of you're going to lose one people are going to be able to kill one most likely and you have to be able to trade up in a lot of circumstances or be able to win on objectives
1: Mm-hmm. that's why like i love playing the objectives that's mm-hmm. what you know, like I don't really have to think about kill points, but it's a guarantee if I'm playing the objective and I'm down on kill points, I'm still gonna win no matter what, because I have mm-hmm. the objective. Um, that's yeah. why you see a lot of people, uh, some people play the style of the objective and some people play the style of, you know what, I'm just gonna kill your army as much as possible, tie on victory points and win.
0: Yeah. I think it can go hand in hand as well. Like if you consider a game of um, key positions, right? Yeah, If I am ahead on vic- on points destroyed, then I it, it influences the objective because then you have to win the middle objective. Mm-hmm. So you cannot tie the middle objective. You have to get one more guy versus if you are ahead on victory points, then you just have to tie it. So it definitely changes that. Or, you know, bounty can be really big for that because, hey, I can kill something, because I have to kill something to collect my bounty, and then I'm just gonna be on my back objective, and now you have to kill more stuff. So it does help in the objective game, I think for sure, but if you can get to a point where you don't even have to ever really worry about a uh, a points tie, that's definitely the best for sure. Because oh, yeah. killing things involves rolling dice. And as you said that's that's some of the unreliable that's stuff th-
1: that is that is as a competitive player you do not want to roll any dice unless no you, no it's no, no never
0: roll any dice yeah
1: I, I know it's fun i enjoy rolling dice but i don't want to <laughs> unless yeah. it's attack dice attack
0: dice roll all the attack dice and nothing else
1: if i yeah. don't pick up my defense dice i'm ha- I'm, a, I'm a happy man so mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely um yeah Th- that's kind of it that we have um, mm-hmm. for kill points, but before we end I actually, there is a one, I don't know if there's a rules form for this I actually didn't look it up, but there's oh, one yeah. like interesting um, uh, interaction with kill points that I want to I want to pick your brain on Okay. with the new um, with the new uh, upgrade card that Ewoks have the insane yeah. oh, I can't pronounce it
0: Oh, where it, it discards insage- a... Uh, yeah,
1: Insatiable yeah. Curiosity. Yes, so it discards a heavy unit or like a, a unit leader. Um, it discards that card. Mm-hmm. Now, if you kill that unit... I'm,
0: I'm pretty sure it all depends on what it was kitted as at the start of the game. Okay. I think, yeah. Though, actually... That's an interesting point when we also, if you think about loadout, I don't know how mm-hmm. that interaction works either. Um, if I have Aiden and I swap a six point upgrade for maybe a four point upgrade in my loadout and she gets destroyed, I think it would count the four point upgrade. Usually it won't come down to you know those couple points, but you never know. Um, so yeah, maybe we need to put a couple forum questions in.
1: Maybe, I just thought it was an interesting interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, that you don't but see a lot. I guess,
0: but that does actually remind me, thinking of upgrades and stuff. One thing I missed out when we're talking about like, think about kill points all the way back in list building. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, generally speaking in Legion, like at least for me, I don't like to put a lot of upgrades on my units, as you maybe found out and people found out in our last episode of talking about training upgrades. A lot of them are just like, nah, I'm not wasting points on that. No. I want units, heavy weapons, but that's a reason to not take my snipers and give them i don't know hunter on my snipers because now if we trade snipers mine are 54 points and yours are 48 and now all of a sudden i'm behind right yeah. so that's that's just a thought for why you don't want to just throw kind of unnecessary upgrades on stuff or extravagant upgrades um mm-hmm. and was honestly A bit of an interesting underrated part of Blizzard Force was that back in the day Mm -hmm. HRUs cost 74, bikes with transponders cost 74 so it made mirrors very interesting but it also made your math as the player very interesting because it was all kind of very Mm -hmm. samey as far as like sacrificing an HRU was the same cost wise as sacrificing a bike Um, but also 74 points and there's a lot of like 80 point stuff in the meta, you can see why that can be a successful list because you can probably kill like an 80 point thing with a 70, a few 70 point things. That's why you just but, take out Vader and you win. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, and again, that's sometimes, you know, we talk about losing heroes. Sometimes you need to trade heroes, right? Yep. Maybe a very aggressive son of Skywalker with Luke will take out Vader. But then you'll lose Luke. So it depends. But maybe the opposite way, an implacable from Vader into operative Luke, you're feeling good. Because if you trade heroes, you're ahead by 30 points, let's say. Yeah. So, yeah, if we want to summarize it all, I say that's the big stuff. Like, always be aware of the current state of who is ahead on kill points. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you need to stop and, like, do some quick mental math in the middle of the game, like... Do it because it completely changes how the game is going to play out. Yeah. Because it's going to be that determines who needs to make a play and who is comfortable with how the game is. Yeah. At I've the seen.
1: State. I've seen too many games where, or too many players come up to me and say, "Like, I just I miscalculated the kill points and I could have yeah. won."
0: Yeah. And exactly, if you think you're ahead and you withdraw, like just move your army back, you could have just lost yourself the game right there. calculate So take a moment. Make sure you have a clear picture of that. So always be thinking about where the current state is. Um, When you're making gameplay decisions, think about it in terms of not only, hey, is this thing likely to be able to do this? But also, what is the trade going to look like if I Mm -hmm. overextend this unit? If If I take this maneuver, what kind of points trade am I making? And then when you're building lists, think about can this unit at this point cost, trade favorably? Or am I going to be in a situation where I trade down and I'm chasing the game? Those would be my three big takeaways when we're thinking about kill points. I think those are great takeaways, Matt. There we go. Still got it, baby. (laughs) Rolled back in from vacation and I can still think about Legion. What a guy. What a guy. Oh, man.
1: Well, that's all that we have for today on the Bad Generals. We hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast. Make sure to click the like button. Leave us a review
0: if it's positive. This has been the Bombad Generals. Listening to Bombad Generals is not scientifically proven to make you a better Legion player. Side effects may include bad dice rolls, misfigures, game losses, bankruptcy, divorce, vomiting, and sudden death. Ask your doctor. Bad Generals is right for you.